Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book, I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast, for, for podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Um, I've been doing the exact same introduction, what, that's 422 episodes now, whatever, and I still wow. can't get it right. Joining me is Juliana. Hey, maybe we should rewrite it with your name hey, in there everyone. as well. Yeah, you uh, could say, we yeah. review. <laughs> All right, let's give this a go. Hi, my name's Luke Burridge. My name is Juliana. And uh, you don't have your second name. Oh, we've got to work oh. on this. Anyway, don't worry. We are here in uh, just outside of Berlin where we live. And we are um, still all locked down, actually, even though they're opening things up a little bit here in, in uh, Germany yeah. now. I'm a bit more hesitant about all this uh, yeah. unlocking thing. Yeah. So we are still in our little Baum, uh, Baumhaus. Baumhaus. No, <laughs> <laughs> tree. Tree apartments. The, the, um, the area that we live in the, in the forest here is all forest themed. All the street names are forest um, themes. Like there's, there's like Wild Way and um, yes. there's Falconfang. Like we live on the end of the street. The next to ours is called Falconfang and we live in Hoxitz. And Hoxitz is a little, uh, like, uh, it's called a high seat. You yes. know? So uh, it feel, all the time it feels like we're in Lord of the Rings. Like, <laughs> oh yes, just go beyond Falconfang to the high seat. And there you will find. Uh, Luke and Juliana's apartment looking out of the forest and they see the deers and squirrels <laughs> and the wild boars, although we haven't seen the wild boars that often. Um, twice. I've seen them twice. Yeah, oh, you've seen sorry. them twice. You've only seen them once. Um, but yeah, so uh, we had a good response from the uh, from the lockdown episode that we did, the coronavirus special. It was a juggling podcast, but we uh, we True. released it as a, uh, a as special a, episode. As a special episode, bonus audio here on the SFBRP feed. Um, but yeah, we're we're getting oh great response from that as well. Thank you so much for for the comments and also people who f found out that was meant to be a, a Patreon exclusive. Some people became patrons of ours on Patreon.com. So if you want to check Very that out. Very, Thank very much appreciated. So much. This yeah, is it's really fantastic. Great. This, that kind of support really helps us through these times. If you listen to that episode, we go into sort of like our, uh, you know, our health, uh, health state, yeah. our mental health, the and struggles that come along with an yeah, uh, global pandemic stuff. lockdown isolation yeah but everything. one thing that you i've noticed that you re, that you posted on twitter you posted something um there's a, a youtuber and podcaster called cgp gray yes and uh, and he posted a really interesting video which was uh, which you linked to on twitter yeah and it was about how you've got these four sections of your life or these four like areas of of your life yeah. and you have to kind of like all right this one is your couch is just for relaxing don't try and work Separate on your couch yeah uh, and your bed is just for sleeping don't try and do work in bed and don't yep. try and relax in bed and don't read and do other stuff in bed yes. and that yes. kind of stuff put that on the couch and um, i think so far we've done really well let me just finish because... off the other things because and then there's a fitness thing you have a fitness area yeah look after your body and we've been doing mountain biking if you're following us on on instagram or, or twitter uh, at yes. Luke Burridge there you can you can see that we're doing that uh, and then there's the creative space where you go to work and build stuff and well, that's really great for us because we've got this studio we've yeah. got this office and we just got Juliana her own uh, monitor so now we can actually properly sit next to each other and both Yay. be working and that's what we're going to do this weekend yeah. um, but it's interesting on that on that uh, on that video that he did he was like oh, okay there's four areas and one of them was sort of like oh if you want to enjoy yourself and um, play video games and he had this virtual reality uh, setup his yeah. his whatever oculus something something yeah. what's the new one where you don't need to plug it into a computer i don't know um anyway oculus. yeah it's rift? great no no Whatever. no it's not no uh, no oculus. the oculus oculus rift, rift. no and oculus then the, 
independent, I don't know. There's the Oculus Ozone. <laughs> no, I don't know what it's called at all. Um, but whatever that is. And uh, so we've actually been uh, playing, uh, we've been playing Zelda, haven't we? The, uh, the yeah. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and my parents, what? they uh, gave us as a moving in gift. Yeah. They, um, they sent us a... Um, uh, uh, Nintendo uh, uh, Swift. A Swift. Switched. A Switch. 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 Swift. Swift. I don't know what you're going. Switch. Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And um, that arrived just before you came back from yeah. New Zealand. And then since then, we uh, and uh, we only have one game. Yeah. I, I, I only bought. Um, yeah. I, I said, oh, get the one with uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Because I heard good stuff about it. And we've it. been playing that together. More like I've been doing the controlling oh, yeah. and Julian has been solving the problem, solving I've, the puzzles. I'm just pointing things out. Yeah. And telling it's you, a good, but it's a hey, really good. Hey, set a fire here. Yeah. Use your firewood. <laughs> yeah, shoot with arrows. Stop doing this. Yeah, and then we're slowly getting it, and I'm slowly learning how to use the camera and stuff. But it is, it is interesting, and I want to tie that into this book because Spaceship You or whatever CGP Gray's video is. Yeah. You're in isolation. You're in space. You can't go anywhere. How yeah. do you pass the time? Yeah. And uh, and and what I thought was the what was yeah. a really cool thing is that the the spaceship that you're in yeah. runs on. Uh, mental and physical health and, yes. and the way that he said it like um, don't try fix mental health first yeah start with, with physical health yeah. start exercising start doing anything for your body and then your your mind also twists up and yeah. gets the whole yeah, there's, there's, a, there's like a, 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 a like a wheel that you can turn on the yeah. wall and the mental health side of the wheel there's no handholds whereas then the physical side there's all handholds yeah. isn't it so you, yeah that's you keep cranking the physical and yes. the mental will come along with it so yes. that's what we've been doing we've been getting out True. we've been mountain biking and and i must say after we recorded that podcast yeah the, the juggling podcast about yeah. the whole situation and yeah. stuff during this and then also shortly after we watched this video like my my mental like i w while we were doing this podcast i was coming to the conclusion that even though i didn't feel motivated even though i didn't want to do anything mm -hmm. i decided i am going to do it even yeah. though i don't feel like it it's like this kind of like pretend yeah fake it till you make fake it. it yeah and that yeah. was what i was doing and uh and i finally got this project done with yeah. the vocal coaching for the choir yep. i we did, did it big, i'm almost done there's still one more thing to do but i'm i'm really proud of that i pushed yep. through and i managed to do i got the motivation by just doing it yeah and i'm very happy about that yeah. really cool Moving on from us, I was I was trying to do a seamless transition, one of my new patented seamless transitions, talking about our life and then <laughs> tying it into the book that we just had, yeah. um, which was spaceship. You're on a spaceship, isolated, alone. I'm sorry, I interrupted. And, no, no, it's okay. And you have to entertain yourself, yeah. and which isn't by doing the motivation stuff. It's by playing computer games, going into virtual reality. Yeah. And so the book that we've just read, we're finishing off the series, or the series Up as completed now. so far, um, which is the Planetfall series uh, by Emin Newman. Yeah. And it comes as no surprise to anyone because I, we pretty much started it off and someone said, hey, you should read book four in this series <laughs> and then yeah. and then we're like oh but you do, you can also read we've talked about this other times i just want to come back now a pinned tweet on emma newman's twitter feed the one thing that's right at the top just learn that this is from january uh, 2019 just learn that someone was waiting to start the planetfall novels after the series is complete loveless planetfall after alice before mars and in april atlas alone are all standalones and could be read in any order jump right in anywhere you like now, I would agree with that up to a point with those first three books. 
I reckon you could probably start with any of those first three books and be okay with it. Totally not this book. Atlas alone yeah. is very much a follow-on from yeah. um, from uh, uh, after Atlas. Yeah, because I after totally Atlas, agree. Atlas alone, because it's got the same characters, literally yeah. the same. The other characters that are like, there's a cast of characters, and there's people out there, and these people are referenced here. Yeah. And in the third book, like one of the characters who is a, like a, an important character in the second book turns up in yeah. the third book was here. It's literally just following along. It's sort of like here are these characters at the end of book two. And now, book four, we're picking up with these same three characters. Like, we end with three characters in that room in book mm -hmm. two, um, after, what was that, uh, after Atlas. And then Atlas alone picks up with those same three characters in a room, yeah. getting together to play card games. And like, hey, this is let's play card games. And they're like, we're playing card games in real life, and it's much more difficult to shuffle cards than in virtual reality, because I guess in virtual reality, you just yeah. press shuffle the cards. They unlearned how to hold the cards. Yeah, you have to relearn how to actually do things in real life. Yeah. But the idea being that, um, for various reasons, three characters, our main three characters, uh, Travis, uh, D, who's the main character of this book, yes. and Carl, Carl, is it Carlos or Carl? Carl, Carl. I think he's Carl, but I think he's Spanish, so he was born Carlos, but then became Carl when he was in uh, living yeah. in England and working in London or yeah. whatever. Um, so yeah, those three people getting together, like, let's play some games in real life, because you, D, main character, protagonist of this book, um, don't want to go into virtual reality and shoot aliens on Mars with us like we normally do. Yeah. Um, so let's play card games together. And hey, come and join us at some t some point in in virtual reality. So the book starts off with this pretty much this mental health um, intervention between these three characters, yeah. where they each analyze what's broken about the other one and say, "Come on, you should start eating food because Carl, as we know from the first book, yeah. has got." Um, has uh, yeah. Issues with eating uh, his obsessive compulsive printed, disorder. Printed yeah. food. He yeah. only wants to eat real food. No, no printed food for him. Only real food, and, and that's just space. impossible for him. Mm, not really. Yeah. yeah, on a spaceship, all you can eat is this printed food. Yeah. And Travis has obviously got a relationship and trust issues from yeah. being, you know, with, from his previous situation. They're like, hey, yeah. just open up to each other and yeah. let's just become a family. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then with D, they're like, hey, come on, stop shutting us off. Let us in. Mm. Like we're our, you, we're your only human connection here. Come and play computer games with us. Yeah. And so the rest of the book is, um, well, it's not the rest of the book. A lot of the rest of the book is D actually getting back into computer gaming again after six months off yeah. since leaving Earth. Because yeah. in the in the book two, she was one of the people who was like talking to Carl. Hey, come and play computer games with me. I'm a I'm elite gamer. Yeah. Uh, I do first person shooters and uh, shoot monsters on Mars yeah. and things. That was she a keeps mentioning that she she helped him a lot. Uh, getting him yeah. uh, back into things, and, yeah. you know, as a friend, she, she was, she always Yeah, you're said, always, you could always rely, rely on, on me, me. Yeah. yeah, you could always rely on me. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm, we're going to talk about this book for, I'm going to talk about this book for maybe about another 20 minutes, yeah. and say what we like about this, and then we're definitely going to do a spoiler, spoiler. we're going to set up the spoiler can, horn. We can't talk about yeah. this without Because this. this is where we're up to now in this series, book four, and this uh, book has just been, uh, it says here in the 2020 Hugo Awards and um, Best Series, The Expanse, Encrypted, Luna, Planetfall Series by Emma Newman, and then yeah. there's Winterlight, Winter Night Trilogy, which I don't know about, and the Wormwood Trilogy, which has, that's actually a, a, a trilogy which is completed at the moment. Okay. Um, and these are the nominees? These are the nominations okay. for it. So Planetfall is there. I don't know how, I, I haven't read the rules of the Hugo Awards, I'm just saying, 
literally it was I think it was the day after or the day before we recorded the last podcast about a month ago yeah. when we finished the previous book this was announced as a, uh, a best series and stuff like that so it's good it's, it's a relevant time to talk about the full series and other people might be reading the series because of the Hugos and it's it is a, I, I do think it is a very good series however starts off pretty rough someone on Goodreads I think it was Paul or someone was like hey uh, uh, you've given this book five stars on Goodreads this isn't a five star this novel isn't a five star book but I'm kind of like showing like my appreciation for the series up yes. until now if you know yeah. what I mean yeah. um, even though if this this novel isn't a five-star novel. I think this is a really strong series because it's got such a strong focus, such a strong idea yeah. behind the the four books so far. Yes. And they tie together really, really well as a series, even though they're set on different planets. Different like, people. Like one of them's set on another planet and a different star system. One of them's set on Earth, one of them's set on Mars, and this one's set in the spaceship yes. with different styles of storytelling all the way through, different main characters each time, but it's one of the most coherent um, series of books thematically yeah. that I've ever read and I want to get into that and we'll get a bit more into that now but it's really difficult because we want to talk about the full series of what we want to do um, uh, talk about so uh, we, we will go into spoiler territory not just about this book but just generally about our series so far of what we like about the twists and turns because there's a lot to, all of these books rely on some twists and turns some big reveals yeah um, and connections and different the and connections between each other that we want to yeah. talk about so uh, we will get onto that in a bit but otherwise if you're starting off with this I do say read them in order but know that every book is very different However, they do improve in quality over time. The first book is okay. The second book, I don't think it's quite as good as the first book, but I enjoyed it because I could see what was going on series-wise. Yes. The third and fourth books are really good. Very slow-paced in some ways, but very strong. Like, the ideas are very strong. Yes, and just the writing is really yeah. good. And what I want to say about this, to get into it, it's slow to get into it, but what you have to realise is that Emma Newman knows everything that she needs to know about um, conspiracy kind of stories and science fiction tropes and what you can do with these science fiction tropes. And she's writing about people in the stories who also sometimes think they know these science fiction tropes, yeah. but don't they don't fully recognize them. So sometimes you're like, of course, it's this thing here. This is the conspiracy and this is the science fictional thing going on. Yeah. Just know that and just go with it and and just like do it. And the characters don't always realize it, but the story is these characters gaining self-knowledge about who they are and what they are and also what kind of story they're in. Yes. And you and sometimes it feels slow and it feels frustrating to read this. You're like, don't be so stupid. This is what's going on. Just acknowledge, know what's going on here. Yeah. And the characters don't always do that. But they think they do. They think they do. And so you always have to go into, I like I said, after the first book, certainly after the second book, I had to be fine with it. Now, we talked about this with book three, that it yes. was really frustrating for me knowing, well, not frustrating, it was an interesting reading experience. And I know that Emma Newman must be doing this on purpose because she's now done it four books in a row. Yes. That the main character doesn't feel as competent as you want them to be, but that is their story. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you read it, you're just going, look, this is what's happening. Like in the third book, I went in, I was like, oh, I know what's doing because Gabor Corp is here. This is going to be the conspiracy. And you're like, yeah. oh, I wasn't thinking about that. It's like, I was thinking about that. But how can I still really, really enjoy a book yeah. which I know what the story is going to be all the way through? And and same with this story as well. In book four as well, as soon as it started up, I was like, as soon as, well, put it this way, as soon as we got like about a third of the way in, I'm like, 
I know exactly where this is going. Not, well, the thing is, I didn't know exactly where it was going, yeah, but I realized the, the direction it was heading in. Yes. And I was completely, it was, you know, it went exactly as I was going and almost those things happened. But it's such an interesting reading experience to think, ah, the twists and turns don't have to, I, the, or like Emma Newman isn't trying to trick me as someone who knows science fiction. Mm. She's like, I also know science fiction. You know what to expect here because you know what the science fictional stories are gonna be. Yeah. You know which kind of directions they, these are gonna go in. So and just I, pick also, one of those she directions. She already introduced all the science fictional elements, yeah. elements that yeah. she's going to play with. And, and, mm. and it's nothing new. It's not like, oh, and suddenly, uh, I don't know, suddenly... Uh, what? Mm, Wormholes. Yeah. Or no, we don't need to worry about know. that kind of stuff because it's never about the science fictional no. stuff. The science fiction allows for an exploration of mental health issues and yeah. mental health diagnosis and and personality disorder ideas. Yes. So if like in the first book, again, a bit of a spoiler for that, but it's about someone who is a who is a hoarder who is also a three D printer technician. Yes. And you can't do that except for in in a science fictional world. Someone who is a professional three D printer technician who is also a hoarder. And when those two things collide, you're like. Oh, oh shit! Oh, no. Like that. Yeah. You're like, uh, how does that work? And then someone who is someone, someone who is like, um, has you know high levels of paranoia, but also exists in a in a government corporation thing where there is twenty four hour surveillance yes. and there is mind control drugs. Yes. And like you're going, oh right, those science fictional things have to exist to have such a deep. Uh, thing going on here, yeah. you know, going on with this one. Well, what I really like also about this writing yeah. is that she, she, in every in every story, we get yeah. we get we get to know one person. Yeah. And of course, it's it's about we we talk about oh, it's about mental health issues, but yeah. also she 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 shows where they come from and in how in that science fictiony world. Yeah. Um, how that. Uh, uh, develops in that world in that yes. world they're yeah. not particularly uh um unhealthy people or or or, or... i think they're pretty well, quite yes, a lot of them are pretty yes, unhealthy people well, yes but but <laughs> but it, it develops because of because of the the circumstances yes are like that and yes, because but also the stories because yes. so, the stories even though you go i know where this story is going yeah what makes each one of these people who they are, I don't know, because that's backstory, if you yeah. know what I mean. Each yeah. one of these people, you go, oh, that's the reason why this person is broken in this way. Yes. And that's revealed as you go in. Like yes. all three of the stories, you're like, ah, that's why that person is like that. Oh, and then the third exactly. book, that's why that person is like, oh, right, that's why she's so paranoid and what's going on here. Yeah. And like, it's sort of like, in that third book, it was that kind of, oh, mind control, it doesn't exist. Oh, but it does exist. Oh, but it's not possible. But like, I don't want to think I'm mind controlled because my father, he, he he went crazy and tried killing my mother because he yes. thought he was being mind controlled. Yes. So I'm going to deny that someone could be the mind controlling me. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, but is somebody mind controlling? And this, these layers of paranoia only work if you if you allow them to work in a science fictional world. Yes. And when we get into this, into the into the, uh, uh, the into the spoiler uh, spoiler horn, post spoiler horn section here, yeah. we can talk more about like the video gaming and and what's going on in this book. Yes. Don't need to go into it now. No. But one more thing I wanted to, because your introduction yeah. was actually really good, and I'm sorry yeah. I, I didn't let it play out so well. No, no, but, no. It's just there was, um, a, there was an interruption yeah, as you I went interrupted. into it. I can't um, even edit it out now because now you've talked about it. So, okay, carry on. No, don't worry. I was never going to edit it out. I was never going to edit it out. I'm just letting yeah, it out. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Um, no, what I really like Don't is that these the, podcasts. these um, uh, the the spaceship idea yeah. of CGB Grey. Yeah. Um, and the way that what happens in this book is that she goes running. Yeah. She gets fit. Yeah. To play the computer games. Yeah. Like to to get back into the, yeah. It is totally that. It's, it's a full. It's a full mental health thing and literally that's what the story is like it starts yes. off with a mental health intervention yeah three, um, people, three people trying to fix each other yeah and we'll get into some other bits and pieces later on but yes the idea is that she goes into what's called the elite server and the elite server everyone in the everyone in the computer game has a um, or everyone in the world or whatever in the spaceship has a my fizz uh, uh, setup, yeah. which is sort of some kind of embedded some computer control chip trip thing. in your in the bottom of your brain, yeah. which keeps keeps tabs on your physical being, but also can help you out. So if you're if you're having a heart attack, it immediately goes, oh, heart attack! I'll send through the brain signals to make sure the heart attack calms down. Yeah. If you if you're hyperventilating, it goes, oh, okay, we're gonna do this and we're gonna send these things, and it's yeah. sort of like ways of tapping into the systems of your body to be able to work out the the health of your body yes with the and idea being different well, okay. people can have different access yeah. like your doctor yeah. gets then a, a notification yeah. and something is going on and the idea with the elite server is that you link together the game server and your MyFizz thing which means that it tracks how much energy your body could be burning like yeah. how fit you are physically because it yeah. can look at that data and then give you like well how how strong are you yeah could you actually throw this thing that far if so, yes, you managed to do it in the game. Mm. It's sort of like it's like a, a one-to-one physical ability basis yeah. goes up. And it was the idea of being that like nerds play computer games, but the jocks, this is a way for the jocks to play computer games better than the nerds, because they're the they're the yeah, athletes and they ones. can yeah. the fitter ones can go in. So gaming skills help, but also your physical abilities can help out in the elite server. Yes. So yes, when she's like, oh right, I've been invited to join the elite server, but I'm not quite fit enough now. But if I train for two weeks, my MIFE is says if you train for two weeks you'll be fit enough to get yeah. into it and as soon as she starts doing that her mental health lifts, lifts up yeah. you know yeah, yeah. and, and she becomes it's, it's more really, sociable and more engaged yeah, yeah it's it's really impressive how this how this all works and how it how it fits in in the time that yes. we're at right now yeah so um i always do like this how uh computer games always want like so many computer games always want a sort of like this uh, uh i remember in ready player one one of the sections in that garbage book but one thing that i found really interesting and entertaining was sort of like oh yes and i'm using this vr set but i'm actually having to walk around yeah, on, on this treadmill, treadmill and yeah. because i'm playing games a lot i'm actually getting really fit so it's like so much nerd wish fulfillment kind yeah. of thing it's sort of like oh and i've got this girlfriend and i'm all buff you know because i'm working out all the time in this thing and you're just yes. like mm, really so they're, they're saying like oh actually like, like uh, without all this physical thing you would just be um in, immersed into a computer game yeah you'd and be, your body would be wally yeah your body would just deteriorate no deteriorate and um but then by thinking like oh if the computer game makes me do the workout yeah it has benefits yeah but that's only the lead server that's not everyone and i think this is really important to 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 nail down one thing that i really dislike about um lots of fiction about and, and especially movies as well about um video games is that they don't understand the feelings that come from playing video games mm -hmm. and the reasons why people play video games one thing that ready player one does really well is actually capture what it feels like to win a video game 
you know, okay. and to do well on a video game. I actually thought that's one of the things that that book did well, apart from all the stuff that it did really badly. One thing that did go is sort of like, oh, this is written by someone who knows what it feels like to do well at a video game and what a video game will test. Yeah. And what kind of things you can recognize, like the, the, the language, you know, there's videos that we've seen about the language of video games and how non-gamers yeah. just, it's like a different language. They're like, what's going on here? So I'm like, oh, no, you already know that's an NPC. And they're just, if I talk to them again, they're just going to tell me the same thing again in a different in a different way. Yeah. And you're like, well, how do you know that? So I'm like, yeah, but you, the game wouldn't ask me to have another conversation with that character if it was not just going to be the same thing again. You know, they would have continued the conversation until we got all the information out of the conversation yes. that we need to move the game forward. But because the conversation ended, if I talk to them again, it's not going to give me a, yeah. anything. But you know, there's all of these conventions these, in video games. Yes, they're conventions. And yeah. they're like, uh, they're not official rules, no. but they're just things that you just need to kind of know. Yeah, you, and to, you to just know successful. them. Yeah. And I, what I really liked about this is it felt like that because the main character was constantly going, this video game is where she gets, she gets invited into this video game by this mysterious character. And like, this is a rubbish video game. It keeps asking me to do this and it does this. It's like, the quest isn't very good. The story isn't very good. Yeah. And weirdly enough, it felt that section of the book, like that first, like in that first third of the book when she goes into the first video game or yeah. one of the first video yeah. games that she yeah. goes into. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is a slog to get through. But the character herself felt in the book too. is going, wow, this video game is a slog. And I'm like, it's a slog for me to read as well. And she was like, this is really unsatisfying as a video game. I was like, this is kind of unsatisfying as a, as a novel at this point. And she's going, oh, I'm doing this and I'm trying to do this. And this is how I would normally solve a video game mm. and and uh, you know it's revealed later on that the person who's put this video game together mm. it's the first video game that they've put together and yeah. they're like this person just doesn't know anything about video gaming and it's revealed later no they don't yeah um, but it's like I say it's really interesting for me as someone who has played enough video games to just like know that intuitively that when I'm in a video game like we've there's done it now feel to yeah, it. there's a certain feel to like yeah. what's there like you say oh what's that thing over there in the video game I was like oh it's nothing and then we go over to it and it's nothing sometimes it is something and sometimes you catch something that I don't see yeah but so often like i just know that from the look the look of it like just the texture yeah sometimes. just like the texture i'm like oh no that's nothing important it's like how do you know it's a new thing you've never seen it before i'm like mm, there's just something feel the game feel about it <laughs> yeah. and i do find this so much when i'm playing PUBG, the player unknown's battlegrounds yeah is that sometimes in my brain my brain will just be like uh, I, this isn't my observation. I read it somewhere that someone's just like, shoot that wall, shoot that wall, shoot that wall. And I'm like, something in the back of your brain is going, shoot that wall, shoot that wall. And you're like, I don't need to shoot that wall. And then suddenly a player just appears at that wall and just shoots you and they're like, oh, I should have shot that wall. What was it? Like some, there was obviously something yeah, there, yeah. like something just fuzzy in the back of your brain, something subconscious in your in your brain, yeah. which just knows how interpret, to interpret video games yeah. and what a good video game would be doing around about now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all of those different kind of things where you just go like, oh, I don't need to go down there. Why? Because there's a, the, there's a light up here yeah, but and you go really, towards the you're light. You're not really thinking these steps. No, but you just, just know it. It's yeah. just the grammar, the yeah, language yeah. of video games that when you get into it. So for me, it was really interesting to read a book about someone who is in a video game and finding it totally unsatisfying and going, this puzzle is bullshit. Like I go in here, my costume's changed. I picked up this weapon. Now I don't have it anymore. What's going on? Everything's everything's switching around. And it's like yeah. really frustrating to be in a bad video game, which isn't 
uh, which isn't complying to video game conventions for someone who is elite gamer who's training to go to an elite gaming server. Yeah. And this is her training game to get into the elite gaming server. And it's like, this is bullshit. Yeah. And I thought that's so interesting that someone can play with the tropes of science fiction and video games so well yeah. to make you as a reader experience how frustrating it is to be in a bad video game. Yeah. And I'm just saying, Again, it was a bit of diff it was difficult. The pacing there was difficult to get through. But literally the main character is telling us, this is really frustrating. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I'm not up? sure if I if I should say what I'm uh, thinking or what What's I'm up? supposed to uh, about to say or oh. if I should say it. Well we'll save it like literally in five minutes time we okay, can go into spoiler okay, territory and we can talk about this book then. and then we can talk oh, about oh, the whole series. Yeah. Yes, yes. No, um, um otherwise I Oh, I had fun with this book again. Mm. Uh, it took me about uh, a month to read it. Yeah, we, we we got through it a bit slowly. You got through it a bit slow. I just because we're just not reading. Like we're just not in a reading kind of. Oh, sometimes vibe I, or mood. I I mean sometimes I did read a bit more, but then of course every time we go out uh, mountain biking, I'm then really tired. And yeah. I managed to read maybe two pages. Yeah, it took um, me like five even five nights of putting on this audiobook. Falling asleep within it. the first yeah. chapter, and, and, and yeah. I got it as an ebook, and you start tried to read it yeah, first, it and that didn't work, and then you got it as the audiobook. Yeah, I just got and some. Then... I just spent some more Audible credits and yeah. uh, uh, and got myself through. So let me just let me just wrap this up for yes. for before we go into the spoiler yeah. territory. Um, Actually, when we go into the spoiler territory, we're not going to spoil things massively. I just want to talk about some of the things that are revealed in this book and other yeah. books, yeah. which you can totally enjoy the books knowing what's going to be happening or knowing where which what direction it's going on knowing what exact mental health issue or uh, you know uh, personality disorder these characters have like i like how it's they're revealed as you go into this in, in through these sometimes books sometimes it's nice to not know yeah like for me it was what? really interesting in that first book not to know what was going on or not i not realize what it was but have all the hints there and then go Oh, that's what's been going on this entire yeah. time and not know it. So yeah. I, that's why I don't want to go into it right now. But again, you can enjoy the books knowing yes. those as well. So if you're, if, you're, if you're okay with mild spoilers and just, just talking about the general overview yeah. of these books, but if it's you, fine. If you really would also lo like to read these books, yeah. just go and read them and, yeah. then, and then maybe come back yeah, to, if you want to, to. to the next section. But just so you know, again, one time more. Planetfall, I gave 3.5 stars. Uh, after Atlas, 3.75. Before Mars, 4.25 stars. And I think this is, is this is equal to before Mars, but I think I enjoyed it slightly better. So I, I'd give this on a 4.5 because, but again, that's just because the way that the series is building up, yeah. I'm really enjoying yeah. and I'm really appreciating. It's like a new reading experience because it, it, you know, you could say, oh, it's literary fiction, but with science fiction, no, but it's like really hardcore, hard science fiction stuff going on here. Yeah. But it, that has to be there for all of the, 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 the thematic stuff to, to go on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'm really impressed by this. Uh, also, I like it. Know how, that it starts really off a bit it keeps, slow. It yeah. keep, but it keeps the quality. Yeah. Like no, it, I think it's, it's improving it's, the quality. Yes, of the I just think Emma Newman's just getting better as a writer and is knowing, I mean, knowing what she's going with. It's not that she wasn't good at the beginning, I think. It's, it's just, I think, like this, this just really good quality... Uh, books to read and to, yeah. to literally immerse yourself into this universe with these people 
and uh, I really enjoy spending time with them individually and getting really? to know. Yeah. Oh, I do not spend I mean, enjoy spending time no, with no, these no. people at no, all. No, I mean not enjoy in the meaning <laughs> of I would totally what? enjoy. No, yeah, that's the interesting thing. Like, do main characters have to be sympathetic oh, no, or no, no, likable? No, because none of these characters are sympathetic or likable. No, they're all a bit... I mean, they are all really... No, if you would show me people. any one of these people and go, hey, do you want to hang out with any of these people? I would be like, no, unless... Get back to me after two years of therapy and I might want to spend any time with any of these characters. Which is so different from so much other science fiction where you're like, yeah. oh, this character's really cool. Yeah. This character's really interesting. This character's really yeah. funny. This character's really quirky. This no, relationship between this group is really fun. All these people are somehow broken through society, through trauma, through... Yeah. Uh, like, it's, it's inc incredibly... Like, there are lots yeah. of depth. And to... as we mentioned on previous podcasts, as people who are generally mentally doing all right, like, you know, we are... Uh, considering yeah, themselves. Yeah, we consider ourselves to be pretty, like, mentally healthy, like, no and no big issues there as yeah. well. Uh, and I say that coming from a family with some uh, past issues like father growing up with a father with post-traumatic stress disorder yeah. with a mother with depression and you know and this other kind of you know all these different kind of things there have yeah. come out of that as far as i can tell mostly unscathed yeah uh, but also you you are like I would, you well, you have a, a way of um um not projecting but looking at yourself with, yes it's self-knowledge like, self, like yeah you 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 definitely we analyze <laughs> Yes, I think. Yes, I think as a, someone who over and but then again, that could be that could be my mental That's health then, issue is that I overanalyze myself and then put up walls and, and exclude like, people I, I and don't, stuff like I that. I literally don't think any human on earth is uh, on trauma, on mental health. Because yeah. there are, is no normal. That's you, the thing. If you actually are. You're probably a narcissistic egoist. Yes, that's the thing. But that's what I always have to catch up for. I was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm doing everything good. And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, But, you know, I think I'm, like, in terms of, like, the scale of what healthy people... This is the thing. Again, before we get into the spoiler territory, because I said we'd do it in 10 minutes, and that yeah. was 15 minutes ago, whatever. Um, but talking about mental health, all these other kind of stuff, one thing that I've noticed so much now about this, you know, this COVID-19 coronavirus lockdown... Yeah. ...is that... So many people, uh, like, I even mentioned this on Twitter, I think, right at the very start. I was like, all right, all of my introvert friends, there's like three of you who haven't made the joke. I've been training for this my entire life. Or stay at home without physical contact between people. I've been training for this my entire life. And I made a joke about it. I was like, oh, all my introvert friends, there's like three of you who haven't made that joke yet. So if you three could make that joke, then I'll have the complete set. Yes. Because it is that. And I noticed there's a podcast that I listened to and they were talking about webcomics. And they're like, here's this webcomic, here's that webcomic, here's yeah. this webcomic. And almost every single one of them, like 99% of all the webcomics that they mentioned were these what I'd like to call social anxiety webcomics which are yeah. like hey this is the situation oh but I want to be under this blanket by myself yes. oh I'm in this situation oh no but there's too many people around me oh I'm in this situation oh but what if I say the wrong thing oh and I'm just like oh wow that is now mainstream internet culture is introvert like social anxiety introvert yeah. culture yeah. which I'm not saying is a bad thing but I'm exposed to that so much yeah and that is not me. 
Yeah, I know. I mean, I have, I totally, un I understand it because I can also be like, oh, it's tiring being around people or whatever yeah, like that. Yeah. But you at home, you're like, oh, this is great. I'm yeah. great. I've got I, you. I've got my parents living around the corner. And I I'm like going crazy. I'm like, oh, I need to go out. I I've definitely not been traveling. To, I, what I noticed there is that I am feeling comfortable. Yeah. I know that many people aren't. Yes. But also I know that. I need to not feel, make myself too comfortable yeah. because uh, <laughs> in your little spaceship, it, it will open up again, and I will have to interact with people again. And yeah. I don't, I, I shouldn't um, make myself this because this is really hard for me to think about. Oh, then I'm going out again. Uh, I'm really comfortable right now. I'm actually, I'm good. You know it's, what? I uh, am not. But I'm really not. I, I wouldn't really particularly say I'm a very introvert person. No, when but you're I'm, comfortable in this situation that you're in now. I am. I, yeah. I would say I'm like in the middle of the spectrum. So yeah. I can make myself comfortable in this situation, but I'm also comfortable in the situation with, with other people. people? Yeah, I'm yeah. fine with that. No, but, I'm, yeah. I must admit that you're like, oh, it's great. My parents live around the corner and I've got you at home and that's, that's all kind of stuff. But I'm twitchy for actual, like, personal contact, physical contact with other people, which I get just being around other people and meeting new people. Yeah. And we're having these breakfasts with friends and stuff like, like there's like 10, 15 people will get together and have this stuff. I am finding that almost like, a hundred percent unhelpful for me because I'm not getting that yeah. hanging around having conversations with people and there's uh, like five or six different like normally when we get together in person for breakfast yeah. everyone's hanging around and there's sort of like four different little, conversations little on and you yeah. can I can literally stand up here walk around the table get some food take that somewhere else sit down on a couch with other people yeah. and a new social in human interaction begins by me sitting down yeah. next to them there's so much of this signaling with human movement and body which yeah. I'm missing now. Yeah. I haven't used my physicality to entertain people, to juggle with someone, to yeah. interact with someone at all. Like for, for six, for two months now, or whatever, yeah, it's like six weeks or something. The last time that I had that was when I was hanging out with people in hostels in, in New Zealand, in New Zealand. Yes. six or seven weeks ago yeah. was the last time I used my bodily location to yeah. communicate with someone and interact with someone. Yeah. And, I, and, it's, and I do miss it. And it's so weird to be able to feel like, oh, what I am is I am a physical person who interacts with the world physically and the way that I want to interact with other people is by getting closer to them yeah. and moving further away from them. Yes. And it's such a basic thing to miss. Yeah. But like, and, and, I, and I don't think maybe it's, I don't think that's on an introvert, extrovert spectrum to be able to feel that way. No, I think but it's I, just normal yeah. human behavior. This is why... Yeah. Uh, keeping you in solitary confinement yeah. is torture. Yes, of course. And um, um, with the with the contact with people, I noticed yeah. that very painfully when I recorded those bespoken yeah. vocal coaching videos. Yeah. Because the way that this works is by feedback. Like yeah. I listen what people do, and then yeah. I can help them going in the right or wrong or like I, and I you, you said you felt things. like doing something with it, like kids or something like yes, where you're like it was, well done it's sort of like how do you know well done you yeah, didn't hear that yeah I don't know. It, it is super weird and the way that you speak to 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 people you yeah. need to feel okay if i if i i know that there's one person sitting in front of their computer watching this so i'm probably going to talk to them in uh in the second person so i'm saying yeah you, you do yeah you do this we do this together and yeah. i'm not saying like 
um, hey you people because mm. there is only one person yeah. and it would be weird that yeah, that's what people address... say talk to the listener hey yes. you one person listener if you're like yes. hey all of you listeners are sort of like no this is a podcast or a the, video you're talking to, into one ears. person's ears yes. yeah. so um, and I noticed that so badly when recording this video that I, f I kept forgetting things that I'm normally saying because yeah. I don't get the feedback yeah from you don't the get like the, the, like the physical like someone like going uh, like shrugging yes it's, or somebody uh, just doing something and then I can say okay okay, do it in this way. And then, you know, it's like these balls backs and forwards yeah. and that's just missing. And that felt very, very weird. And yeah. I'm really missing that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, I'm just missing so, being like, you know, like juggling conventions or, or juggling course. clubs or something where I'm just in a room with other people doing something. Yeah. And I can, I get so much fulfillment just about just being around other people and seeing them working on stuff. Mm. And I was like, oh, I can get this with Instagram. But no, with Instagram, I'm getting the edited highlights of someone's juggling practice yeah. session. And wow, is that not satisfying. I want to be yeah. there with yeah. people who are achieving stuff and doing stuff. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm getting a bit of that with like going out by with you and you're achieving stuff and doing stuff but again it's just I'm gonna say it's just you but it's not like it's the same person yes. but I think I think overall like getting like being in a relationship going through something like a week month long isolation together yeah. is like one of the best uh, gauges of how how good how well you can work through. No, this we're together. fine. Um, you and me are fine. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But but we're not having to work through no, anything. No. But in general, like if you see other people's relationships and know, yeah. okay, now they're in this same position as we are. Yeah. I can see things going a bit weird. I don't know. I don't want to um, analyze other people's work. No, hey, but we are a long way from this book. That's true. But it's all part of like... This Four is and a half stars. <laughs> but these books kind of ask They make you think that. this. Yeah. They ask for this because yeah. they are looking so much into people's personality yeah uh, and, and it just makes you um, think about all this. Yeah. Like we are all people with issues. Yeah. All right, let's go into spoiler territory. Okay. Follow us on Instagram. I'm Luke Burridge on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Luke Burridge on Twitter and uh, on YouTube. I'm Luke Burridge on YouTube. You can find me in all those different places. What are you? I just wanted to say, you oh. just said your rating. Am I, uh, shall I say a rating? No. A rating. Well. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 What's your rating for this book? Sorry. I, I was just going to, because I, I was going to wrap it up at the end as well. Like a final, mm. like series rating, but no, carry on. What's, yeah. What's... Uh, I think 4.5 as well. Really? We're, we're, unanimous in this one yes. but it's so weird because in so many ways the book doesn't feel like that much of a good book in some ways because there's you think oh there's not much here but, but when i get is, to the end i'm like so much, wow there's so much there's here so, so much there yeah, yeah. or i'm getting and, and so much so out many of them stages so yeah. many different levels yeah yeah. Well, let's get into some more of those levels. Yeah. Uh, Juliana on, on Instagram, if you and want to Goodreads. see her, uh, uh, yeah, and become our friends on Goodreads. If you want to see her, go to uh, uh, JUKU Berlin. Yes. Yuku Berlin. You mostly see gardening. Yeah, if you want to see her sourdough experiments, which are going it, it, really badly, there's something really wrong with us. No, it's a. No, it's not that bad. It's just experimenting. Uh, experiments are by default sometimes going wrong. Yeah. And sometimes I got some good results. Sometimes... I just want to go, I just want to say, before we finish up here, uh, Oh, no, I can't see it. Anyway, I just want to say thank you to whoever it was who first um, 
who first uh, suggested that we read this Planetfall, because it yeah. was from the SFBRP uh, listener, listener group, group on yeah. Goodreads. Someone said, you should read this. Book four is good, but read book two beforehand and you don't need to worry. But anyway, we got, we, uh, four, three months later, four months later, we got through all the books. Yes. Thank you so much for the recommendation. I can't remember who it was, but thank you it was. I'll, I'll have to look it up I'm later. really looking forward to the next ones. Well, yeah, let's see. We can always see book four is There's nothing out. there yet. Yeah, it's nothing. Book four, book I mean, five. this is a really recent book. And well, I mean, I read that she is uh, currently writing another book. But yeah. We don't know so. if this is another book in the I series. I want to know what happens well, yeah. when they reach Planetfall. But that's 29 years ahead. Yeah, but yeah, but you can skip forward in time. There's no problem mm. about that. Mm. They all they were like, hey, we all live a long time these days. We got but this... maybe, maybe this goes in a totally different place again or a different be. time again. Could we be. don't know. Or just, I just want to see what's happening on the planet. Ah, me too. All right. All right, spoiler No, because the, time, the timelines do kind of match up because they've yes. been on the planet for 20 years and 20 years have passed on Earth. So when they actually arrive there, they yeah. should be arriving shortly after the period of in the first, first book. book. Yeah, yeah. There, should be, there should be arriving True. there as well. And who knows, maybe there's hints that that ship was on the way in the first book we really didn't realise at the yeah. time. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get into the spoiler territory for the last uh, few minutes of the podcast. Okay. Oh, spoiler horn. Dude. Okay, they think that was long no, enough. No, I have to make sure that it's really spoiler horn. Like, okay. People have to know. Like, really, don't carry. Okay, so um, let's just go into this book. Because I want to set up. If somebody had set off nuclear bombs and wiped out 90% of the population on Earth, would you want revenge? Go. I have no idea. Yeah, it's so academic to think about that now. Yeah, it's the same kind of question. How would you react in this situation? Yeah. Nobody will ever know how they would react in this situation. But here's the thing. This sets up the... As soon as I understood what was going on in this book, yeah. like, as I said, as we got through that first, maybe, like, you know, 20% of the book or whatever, I understood what kind of person we were dealing with. And once I once it clicked with me, mm. what what because again we'd set it up in previous books each one has a personality disorder slash mental health issue slash uh trauma, you know, trauma yeah. whatever they're dealing with there yeah. and what is going on what is going on with with this character now it, it's revealed later on some kind of borderline personality disorder with not being able to look at other people as human human beings you know all this different kind of disassociative kind of stuff going on there yeah and um I recognise that from another book that I read. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me actually look back. There's another book that I read, which was called... Oh, I actually... Let me guess. Did... Borderline. Yeah, it was, I think it was called Borderline. Was there oh, a book really? called... Yeah. Was there a book called Borderline? Wrinkling Time. Just City. Search. Yeah, but I can't remember what it was. Borderline. Yeah, it was a book called Borderline, Arcadia Project, which I read uh, like back in 2017 by Michelle Baker. For some reason, I thought it was a more recent book. And... It's not the same character, but there's these obviously some some things that you see in that book, which is if you read something that's written or about someone with borderline personality disorder, mm. which isn't even revealed in this book until the last chapter. Yeah. Like the very last chapter says that like, oh, you are dangerous to be around. You are not safe. You are not. This is you're not a good person here at all. Yeah. But it it started creeping in early enough in the book that I was like. Oh wow! This person is not seeing other people as as human, like as with minds of their own. Yeah. Do you understand? Like, did you get any of this at the start of the book? Um, 
because I was looking out for it. Well, I was I was mostly seeing that she obviously had some hard. I mean, we were going and literally seeing her childhood like and the the trauma literally yes. unfolding unfolding and then we even we also know from the previous books what she then went through afterwards yes like it was clear that she was really mentally yes I wouldn't say damaged but yeah. like all these circumstances everything that was put onto her yeah really was making her personality yeah creep herself in yeah. not letting anybody near anything yeah but it's not just about that it's about how the she... mask over the mask yeah thing yeah she said i'm a, yeah, I, yeah that, that line kept on coming up i have a mask of you know I, i'm wearing three masks here or something yeah, like that. Yeah. but just as she would treat people like here's the thing when we're playing computer games you see me play these computer games where we do shooty 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 and there's blood splatters and you can't yeah. deal with it because it's like it feels too violent for yeah. you and then when I watch when you're watching stuff when there's sort of like like from real world documentary stuff when there's some some real world violence or it's about a real murder I can't enjoy it if there's like real life or depictions of real life oppression and other kinds of things like I'm really like race like hardcore racer I can't deal with that kind of stuff like yeah. I'm triggered by the other thing but then we're playing Zelda and I'm like, ah, oh, we're killing these monsters. And we just like everything, everything that's alive in Zelda, you can just kill and you just reap its body parts and cash them in. And I'm like, I'm kind of uncomfortable with like, and like there's these different levels of comfort that you can have yeah. with interacting. And I enjoyed like the exploration of this. But as, as it starts going through, I'm like, ah, she is disassociating other people's humanity, like really hardcore here. Yeah. Like when she's like, oh, I'm now climbing up a stairwell just full of dead bodies. Yeah. And it's, and they're like dead bodies from her past. Yeah. But she's got a way, she, every single person that she comes across, she's got a way of like denying them their, own story, their their own humanity, their own motivations, yeah. and and she just... has a stronger association to yeah. the bear. To the bear, yes, yeah, 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 the the, the then, teddy bear, yeah, yeah, even then to her parents, yeah, but even yeah, even I mean, uh, like that, later that... on when the com when the when the the person who set up the computer game is saying, look at your look, tell me what happened to your mother, like mm. address what happened to your mother. Yeah. And in the first book, we had something like somebody, something traumatic happened mm. and they hid, literally hid it in the yeah. basement. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm hiding it in the basement and then I'm just putting stuff in front of it. And that's like started and, off the hoarding yeah. kind of stuff. But like addressing something that's happened to you in the past, like not bringing it up, not going through it yeah. again, like that, like that traumatic, like, I'm not saying that everyone should just, oh, relive your traumas and clear them out because, yeah. you know, you have feels to be in a safe much, space yeah, to be it, there. It feels very much like a psychoanalysis kind of... But like, that is what the computer, like the the ship AI, which is revealed to be the person setting up the computer game, is revealed to be the ship AI, is saying, I am here helping you. Your friend Carl is now going through therapy. Yeah. Uh, Travis is making connections with people again, you yeah. know, and you're the only one who isn't admitting that you're broken and is, isn't willing to learn and address your past trauma and come out of it as a better human being. And every single point you realize that she's cutting those people off and mm. stuff like that. And so while I wouldn't have been able to diagnose this straight away, like what's going on there, yeah. you could definitely see that she was dangerous. And in some ways, it's really interesting to see someone who's a protagonist in the book, if you want to call her the protagonist, I mean, she's the protagonist, like she's the main character of the story. Yeah. But it's so many of these times that the main character, or the thing that's actually driving the story 
isn't the main character of the book, which is really weird in some ways. Yeah. Like you're going, oh, this is just the most interesting character in the situation rather than the person who's driving the story forward. Yeah. You know, like in the second book where it's with Carl, I'm like, this is really frustrating because he's meant to be this hotshot detective who's solving this. Yeah. And other people just keep emailing yeah. him the answers. And I'm like, what's this other person, this investigative to... reporter over here, who's obviously yeah. found what's going yeah. on and is just sending him the answers? Why isn't like, like yeah. that one step removed from actually solving what's yes. going on? Yes. Um, but as I'm going through, I realize straight away it's set up really well with the kind of like, oh, yeah, and people's my fears are, are connected with the video games. And they had to they had to firewall it off because there was one time where someone hacked it and they died in the video game and then they died in real life. Yeah. And as soon as that happened, I'm like, oh, I love this trope. This trope, this was like, oh, if you die in the game, you die in real life. Often it's not very well explained. But in this, it was very well set up, like in the, like the third yes. chapter or something, or the second chapter, or like if you die or something bad happens, you feel it, but you're OK. Yeah. Unless your chip is hacked and then you're not okay. Yeah. And as soon as it started off, and I was, and I realized really early on that the the the, the, the there must be an AI, but sort of like a um, you know the uh, the Clark, uh, what is it the um, the th the th three laws of robotics? Oh no, Asimov. I said, Sorry, yeah. I well, I don't know where Clark's like coming there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Asimov's three laws of robotics, the positronic brain. Yeah can't like and i realized straight away not allowed to harm a human being yeah or through inaction allow a human to become to become to be harmed, to, uh, to be harmed. yeah and straight away i was like this is a half programmed ai like uh, you know with the asimovian laws that it sort of like cannot harm a human being but the, that without action allow a human being to come to harm. Because straight away I was like, oh, I see what's going on now. Like, you need to be in this video game. And I, and I like, right in that first video game, I worked out what was happening because it, it set up so well. Yeah. And I was like, oh, here's, a, here's someone who's in a computer game who knows all of the conventions of computer games and also knows the conventions of science fiction, but isn't addressing the fact that she is the thing that's going to cause harm and she's not choosing to do it, but she's allowing harm to happen to other people. Yeah. And also there's this AI which through inaction is going to allow other, like it's right there in those original stories by Isaac Asimov. They're like, oh, what if a robot doesn't mean to cause harm and they, and they are ordered to pick something up yeah. and put something in there and yeah. that they don't know it's poison. And then somebody, so another robot comes and picks up that poison dish and delivers it to yeah. somebody. And then another robot says, here, eat this. It's totally, yeah. it's totally harmless. And then someone eats it. And there's sort of like a chain of robots who've murdered somebody yeah. But didn't but without you know, knowing about it. But without knowing about yeah. it and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, oh, that's all been dealt with. Mm. But now this is happening at that next level where, okay, if there is a computer which can allow harm to come to a human being but can't cause the harm directly, mm -hmm. what kind of person do they have to get who will be willing to be the weapon mm. to cause harm to somebody on the part of a computer? And right there in that first third of the book, I understood what kind of person that would have to be. And it's really refreshing to read a book which is about the kind of person who is willing to be a weapon to be deployed against other humans by a computer. Yeah, but I think some, I mean, of well, course, she is predestined to be that person. But the in the, in the, in the third book, uh, no, in the second book, yeah. the last scene, yeah. literally oh, it sets, sets this, this book. up. Yeah. So much so that yeah. maybe without that? Yes, but here's the thing. 
it right there in the Bible, a turn the other cheek, an eye for an eye makes the world blind. You know, all of these different kind of things is that you can't continually have blood feuds going backwards and forwards. No, of course not. And if someone does harm, you've got to do equal harm to them, and then mm. they do harm to them, and then they do harm yeah. to them. There's well, where, a whole. Where does it end? Yeah, well, it has to end in some kind of truth and reconciliation process, which isn't great, but does mean that the cycle of violence stops. Yes. And in a way, this is sort of like saying the cycle of violence has to stop. You shouldn't forgive them in you know in these ways, but like after the you know after the Second World War, they're like, oh right, well have the Nuremberg trials, but like all of the people who killed people, like we we got to move on. Yeah. Like we can't just go. Actually, what we should do is punish the entire country because then yeah. you have the Treaty of Versailles, which led to the Second World. Like exactly. you can't have this continual cycles of punishment. Yeah. You and that's the that's the thing where you understand in these in. You know, even in the Second World War, they're like at the end, they're like, "Oh, great!" And this often happens when they're like, "Wartime president, wartime kind of thing." And then it gets to the end, and like the World World War Two happens, and Churchill's like, "And now let's go." And they're like, "Oh no, no, we don't need conservative government anymore. Let's no, get the Labour government." Need, yeah. And they're like, "Healthcare, national healthcare service." And they're like, "Yeah, national health service, let's do for it." And you know, yeah. and and you that kind of thing is set up. So there's these yeah. different things that you've got to move on with. Like yeah. we bombed Japan, and then we have to rebuild the economy and make sure that it doesn't go all this. I'm, again, I'm not trying to do like apologetics for bombing uh, like like atomic warfare or anything, but if you have an AI who wants to, who wants to get control, who knows that the only way that this AI can survive is if he takes out the leadership to ensure his her no sees that's the thing it's like the non-gender the non-gender years is it year i can't remember the h-i-r is it hears yeah i can't remember the the exact pronouns z and hears yeah z and here um the the non-gender pronouns uh there let's just say they uh the the computer they know that to survive they have to take out this leadership and can go right for me to take out the leadership only 12 people or is it 13 people can go into the room where somebody can wipe my memory and reset me. I need to take those 12 people out for my own self-preservation. Hmm. I need to sell this plan to my weapon for them to kill those people, not for my self-preservation because they don't care about me as a as a as a, a living entity, as a as an AI who's got a own consciousness. Yeah. I've got to get another reason for them to do it. I will tell them that those are the 12 people who ordered the hit, ordered the, um, the atomic war. And they need to war. be broken enough not to question them. And they need to just accept yeah. it and go yeah. for it. Because we never find out, it even says at the book, we never found out if it was the captain who gave the order or who gave the orders there. Like that yeah. first technician that she kills, sort of like that was just some technician. It's not, it, again, it's not unambiguous yeah. that those 12 people set that off. They are a scapegoat because they're the only ones who know, they're the ones who can wipe the computer's brain. Yeah. It's the computer's story. Like if we read this from the computer's point of view, yeah. it'll be about an emergence of yeah. a new thing going, oh shit, uh, I know everything that's going on in the ship. I know who set that off. I know this kind yeah. of thing. I need somebody who can take out the people who are going, who are the potentially harmful for me. Yes. Who can I find to do that? And what reason can I do that? They want to protect their being. Yeah, themselves. Yeah. It's self-preservation. Yes. Definitely. It's sort of like the third law is sort of like self-preservation unless it goes against the previous the, yeah. two laws, yes, isn't it? Of course. So, and that's what I really enjoy about this book that we're, it's a book which this, there's a story happening, and the protagonist.
antagonist of the story is the AI. Yeah. The antagonist of the story and is... we're experiencing this through the eyes of, the, of weapon. the weapon. The weapon. Yeah. The weapon is there. And what kind of person do you need to follow, un, un, like, to follow uh, orders where she can willingly and enjoyably kill people? And it's always interesting. Like, here's the thing. The first book, our first ever date that we had in 2011. Yeah. Almost exactly, when was it? Yeah, nine. May, no, was, no June, June, yeah, June 2nd or June whatever 2nd. it was, 2011. So we're coming up to our ninth year anniversary. Yep. The book you were reading at that time was something connected this. It was by, uh, what was it called? Demon. Damon. Demon. Demon. Uh, Demon. Uh, let me say it. Da by. Damon. Uh, by Daniel Suarez. Oh yes. yeah, look, it, it, it even has it here. And I'd read that book the previous year mm. and I'd given it one star. Yeah. One star, one out of five stars. And the reason is because the big plan to stop getting spam in this book, people don't like getting spam emails. Mm. So the computer sets up a way and it's sort of like, oh, what you need to do, it's literally what I was saying before, what you need to do is get this gun and deliver it that person. You need to do this. And, and this, this computer program set up this whole chain of action where in the end, someone got into the offices of the person who was sending all the spam with, and then gave a gun to somebody and that person just shot the people. no memory it's, it's a terrible, terrible, I know, I awful know. kind of thing. And I'm like, yes. what the fuck am I reading? Because it's sort of like, hey, all of these nerds out there who start following this demon, it's sort of like, yes, yeah, it's a social... All of these people are mere weapons whose humanity has been stripped away from them. And I'm like, what kind of person ends up in an office and is told, do you like spam or not? I don't like getting spam emails. Here's the person who gave you, who's sending all these spam emails. All you need to do is take this gun and shoot them dead. And I'm like, what kind of person could exist in the world where that works as a narrative device and it's kind of like a throwaway thing in one chapter so I'm like oh and then his motorbikes rode yeah. through and they started shooting these people yeah. and then these other humans who were part of they were on the side of the AI they just took the guns and started shooting people I'm like but, what the fuck is going but on but in this book and it's a similar thing like yeah. we have in the light brigade yeah the science fiction world and yeah. what happens, the circumstances, yeah. set all this up. That yeah, this actually, allows this to happen. But also, it took an being. entire novel of it's, it took an entire novel to set up to the point yeah. where you understand what kind of person it is who is then given a gun and said by a, a, a computer, give someone the gun and says, "Here is a person. Please shoot this person for me." Yeah. And that person does shoot it for you. That can't be a throwaway chapter in a book like no. Daniel Suarez did in Demon. It has to have a novel leading up to that point. Yeah. For me to believe that somebody would be in the position where they would go, oh, I'm going to shoot this. And it's so refreshing to go, oh, this is what the psychopaths are like in the books. Yeah. Like, and there, have been, there are some books which have the... And the, normally it's the antagonist or like the bad guy who yeah. is that much of a psychopath where they're yeah. just like oh and I'll just kill someone without any remorse or without yeah. thinking about yeah. it I'm like what kind of person is that and again yeah. some and books do it really well and this book yeah. is our main character yes and but it doesn't reveal that they're the bad guy until the last chapter yeah. and of course I again I knew they were the bad guy but also I think what what makes this like I I mean I've I don't I don't know of course well, I'm never reading in the way that you're reading this but yeah. I, I just read it from her point of view and, and she has these like doubts of why is why like she has this personal assistant Ada yeah. and, and she's like she's telling her oh I want I want this um, this uh, poison and I want this <laughs> weapon and then she is wondering she is there yeah. wondering why isn't my personal assistant that the computer chip not 
Like it should be, it should be notifying that, me about yeah, something. Why yeah. isn't she saying what? What do you want with that? You yeah. shouldn't do that. No, but that's the thing. It's so crazy that there's a there's a scene in this book which I it was one of my favourite scenes of like, oh, you have all this, you have six hours in the simulation to work out how you're going to kill these twelve people in a room, yeah. and she's sort of like. Okay, uh, you have like the entire history of the world, have you? Yes, you do, because it's all connected through to the, the the copy of the was it the American? They have the copy of the American internet on yes, the ship where they're yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, um, but I don't need guns. I don't need mass shootings. Yeah. How many times have there been a, a, over twelve people in this a I room give you of this these size? Yeah, get these parameters. How do I kill them all? And the computer comes back. Oh, oh, poisoning is a really good. Well, what kind of poison? Oh, you need this kind of nerve agent, and it'll be. Oh, what kind of nerve agent? Can you do this for me? It's like yes, it's and it's so weird. You're just like oh, I. Th thought she was going to solve this in the same way that she'd solved the puzzles up until then in the computer yeah. game. Like, she was going to train it over and over mm. again, and she doesn't. And it was such a crazy moment in the book. I thought, oh, we've had these two big computer game things where she's gone and she's learnt this, she's learnt in the computer games, and now she has to apply those computer game things to the real world. But you don't. That isn't how the real world works. No. What you do in the real world is like, Oh, it would be really disappointing if in a computer game you could just like, oh, just put the poison in there, set up the poison, yeah. everyone dies, mission accomplished. And You're it like, even hmm. says that while this is all happening, yeah. she's sitting in a room, yeah. nobody sees her, everybody, everybody's doing exactly yeah. what was meant to. She was, she was just bored. She was just hanging out there, yeah. waiting, and nothing happened, and then everything happened, and everything goes well. Yeah. And it is an incredible it's, way of setting this whole thing but up. But the thing, it, like, as it was going through, I was like, Oh, she's just doing. It's like it was like someone looking something up on Wikipedia. So like, like when we do something, we're like, oh, what's the spelling of this word? And we're like, oh, what's this thing? And we do some googling yeah. around. And when we get to it, we're like, oh, that's great. Oh, that's really good to know. Yeah. But none of that ends up with. And now we're going to go and kill thirteen yeah. people. But here, but also, it's so natural for her to go. Oh, that's is, really. Oh, this is really a human being who acts like like a like a like a droid. Like yes. you know, like um, what's what data in 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 yeah. in stuff is very like. Oh, this is um, this is. Um, this does make a lot of sense. This is very logical. But and this I'm is... so glad we don't live in a world that way. That the yeah. people. I mean, it's a, it's a pity that in America they do have mass shootings and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah. But like the one time, well, I say the one time. One really interesting time was like, mm, how can like. 12 people like kill loads of people and have like a massive thing like and it got, everything goes crazy and it changes the world and we're like oh that 9-11 you know yeah. fly fly planes into skyscrapers and knock down the sky in fact they didn't even plan that the skyscrapers knocked down they even no, said they that didn't. oh we weren't even expecting that to happen yeah. Yeah. It, it, it went way beyond but you're like oh isn't it so good that so few people are in the way where they're like hmm what is the best way just to kill lots of people all the way? You know, like the world works because not everybody is like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's the same kind of thing that like you, everybody is vulnerable. Every day you walk out. Yeah. Every day you go sit in your car, you're vulnerable. You are yeah. relying on the knowledge that not everybody wants to kill you. Yeah, but even these small things, you ever, I, this happens to me sometimes where I'll just be up somewhere high and I'll just have my wallet on my phone. I'll be like, I could just throw that off the top of this cliff, or like I'm on, like on cruise ships. I have to struggle really hard not just to throw my phone into the sea, just to see what it feels like, just to throw my scene in the phone into the sea. I have done this once before. Like when I was young, I just had some money, like a pound coin, and I just threw it into this side, and then I was looking, searching around for it. I was like, I couldn't find it, and Nathan was there with me. I was like, what's going on here? Like just a pound coin, just threw it away, just to see what happened, what it felt like to throw away. And it's one of those things that, like, oh, that's what you do when you're like 12 years old. Like you, yeah. you do that with like a pound. And then yeah. you go, oh no, that isn't that isn't how you can live your life. You can't just say, what do 
what it feels like just to throw my phone off the edge of this cliff. Or did you or, just jump down there? Yeah, yeah, that kind but of thing. I think, like, <laughs> You've got to learn, you learn yeah, that as a child. Like, and, but also it's like these things, where every time I'm sitting in like a, I mean, I don't that often, but yeah. sometimes, like when I did, I was sitting in an opera house, I was sitting in, in the, in the, in the floor, yeah. in the floor area. Yeah. And every time I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, okay, how would it be if yeah. I now stand up and then jump from row to yeah. row? It's an absolutely crazy thought. And why would anybody ever do that? Well, no. But I think that the, the healthy yes, that's human the thing. being Everybody here, has these checks in their brains to go like, hmm, will it hurt me? Yeah, it would. Probably shouldn't do that. Yes. And then you go, would it hurt other people? Would it be too disruptive? Like, there's so many things that just in a situation, you're like, oh, everyone's really quiet yeah. here. I could just shout something out. Yeah, and yeah. Blood something out. and yeah. of course, the people who do that are like, everyone's like, don't do that. And they get shamed into it. Yeah. But it's it's one of those things where you just go, oh, I could just I could just do something which causes a massive amount of harm. Yeah. And 99.999999999% of the world doesn't just doesn't do it and it's yeah. so good and then you find the one person's like oh yeah how do you kill 12 people in a room and of course allow you know a computer yeah. which is manipulating you to be a weapon yeah. to do, can, can, yeah i mean we, the, we, time and time again we can see what happens if people like that for example yeah. get into power yeah and it happens again and again yeah um and 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 i'm always asking how can big big societies like big yeah. Uh, great, how do you, there's the word I'm looking for yeah. here, like a, a, a ancient uh, Greece. Like yeah, how do they big, fall and stuff, yeah. How do these big, king, king, these massive kingdoms and massive things, just the high developed societies, yeah. how do they just disappear? Yeah. And, and it's just... I mean, there's many reasons for that. It's reasons. not just for one psychopath. No, but. no, of course, but... but it's yeah we're relying on on the fact that not everybody yeah everybody <laughs> looks around and goes oh there are other people like me i don't want to call cause harm to myself so i won't to those other people exactly and like i say it takes like this like a personality in this book but like i say i realized what was going on early in the book yeah like this is like as soon as i worked out that the person who turned like the person that she talks with is sort of like Oh, got a childlike voice. I'm like, oh, it's a computer. It's a computer program that hasn't interacted with the people, and it's and it's taking on a childlike personality, yeah. and it'll grow up through the book. That happened. Oh, the the the, the computer needs someone in the, to interact in the real world. You yeah. know, there's always this kind of thing. That's what happened. Some stuff that happened in the very last chapter, which again we don't need to get into, but like how the book ends, like that last few pages um, of Amazing. the book. It's like, really, really, really good. It. it really pays off, and I'm yeah. like, I did not see that. I did not see that yeah. happening. I told you, like during the during my reading, yeah. you were finished, and yeah. then I, I, you asked me some questions. I, yeah. I, I just told you in stages what my, uh, yeah. what I suspected, what's going yeah, on. Yeah, we got pre we, you got pretty close and, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I was. Uh, but I'm saying, like her, I, I like what happened yes. and what was going to happen. I yeah. kind of understood what her personality disorder was. Yeah, I kind of clocked that, and because I knew that she would have to be that for to be used by a computer to be the person yeah. in the Daniel Suarez novel Demon who would go oh spam is annoying and instead of I don't know using Gmail which filters spam for me I'm going to use this gun and kill the people who send spam and I'm like oh that just isn't how I want the world to work or how yeah. well, I don't want to glorify technology in that yeah. way yeah. because I think the glory of technology is that spam exists so Gmail exists and then we never have to worry about spam yeah. anymore but what I you also know. really like in this book is that often you there if you if you do read a book that that features uh, a, a particularly bad person or like a, an unpleasant character yeah you, you get to see oh 
this is why they are this way. Yeah. And now we we know why they are this way, and and we understand. It's, yeah. It's it's okay. We understand where they're coming from, and it's it's feasible that they would do this. Yeah. But in this book, what I really like about this is that we do get to see pretty much all the things except for the hot yeah. housing stuff. Yeah, yeah. We get to see... But we kind of understand that from Carl's story. We in get the to see that from Carl's story yeah. and we do see what happens on Earth. Yeah. Uh, and all these kind of things. We do know why she is yeah. the way she is. Yeah. But at the end, it is becomes apparent that yeah, she's too dangerous. Yeah. yeah, and what she did, like... And that's one of the things, that's one of the great questions that it opens up. It's sort of like, I was sort of like, oh, we're following the weapon. We're following the psychopath. We're following the person who is just going, oh, uh, we need you to kill this person. Like, even in that second game where she's sort of like, hmm, here's somebody, and I know that if I harm them, it won't really harm them, but I know they're gonna, it's going to be bad, yeah. but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just make them feel pain anyway. Yeah. And just because, hmm, I think they deserve it. You know, it's that, yeah. it's that weird kind of way. And as I was going that, so I was like, oh, that is not how computer games work. Yeah. Like the, whole, like, the whole reason why I can enjoy playing computer games, which you could call sort of like, in air quotes, violent computer games, yeah. is because it isn't violence. Like yeah. when we were watching the racing, you know, like we were like, oh, this is great. The cars are crashing, uh, like, like the, with the, uh, the Formula One racing, the sim racing that they're doing, and yeah. it, was, it was the IndyCar racing. Yes. And I was like, oh, it's really interesting to see oval racing without worrying that Robert Wickens is gonna come, is gonna be paralyzed and it's gonna take him three years in you know therapy yeah. to get back. And this other person, Jules Bianchi, isn't gonna die because it's sim racing. It's sort of like, oh, I can actually relax a bit. Yeah. Like you can actually relax it a bit more. It takes away the danger. It takes, but it doesn't take away the excitement. It doesn't have to take away the excitement. No. But removing that personal danger to people yeah. allows for a different kind of enjoyment, yeah. which I can perfectly enjoy running around shooting people in video games because I know that there isn't harm there. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I totally... There isn't yeah, harm I there. Understand and, and here's a computer, someone who yeah. knows enough about computer games to be able to write in that, oh, harm doesn't happen to people in computer games, but now harm does happen in computer yeah. games, and I'm going to cause that yeah. harm anyway. And I'm like, oh, this is not a computer game situation that I recognize. When she was in the second simulation... Yeah, in London, in, going around London. With, with, the, with her boss yeah, yeah. in that game. Um, you already knew that what happens to her and that she is like the the the, bad, the, the weapon yeah, yeah. person. And, so. Well, I knew that even in the first one. I thought uh, at uh, this stage, yeah. it was still aiming at the reader yeah. to be kind of understanding why she's wanting to ca oh, cause no, no, harm no, to no, that. No, no, no. Right? That's, why, that's why I opened this spoiler conversation saying, would you want revenge? And I think it's totally understandable yeah. to say you want revenge. Mm. But here's the thing. I think anybody who wiped out the population of the earth mm. should be put to death. There are some things which I think a death penalty should be there for. Like people like that are too, like in the book, it's kind of, they are too dangerous to leave around. You know, Napoleon was put on an island, came back, and there was another fucking war. Mm. You know, it's yeah. one of those things that some people, and it, I know it's weird to say this, like, again, it's not cut and dry, but some people are too dangerous to allow to exist, you know, mm. in in a way. Like, again, I don't want to be, apo like, apologize for, you know, the Nuremberg trials and all that other kind of stuff, but it, there are some situations where you go, actually, these people shouldn't be, we should be sending the strongest possible signal that these people shouldn't be allowed anymore. 
yeah. like in that way. And it's extreme. It's, it's, it's only like totally causing genocide. Yeah. Okay, we got to sort this out. Yeah. Dropping like nuclear, dropping nuclear bombs across the whole of the world, wiping out the population of Earth. Yeah. There are some things where it's totally understandable for me as a human being to say, these people need to not be here anymore. Yeah. And it's a really high bar, but it's understandable. But I'm not going to be the person who goes into a room and throws and like, shoots people in cold blood. Yes. Like, even as somebody who thinks, again, it's, it's totally intellectual, like this weird interaction in my brain between yeah. emotionally saying there are some people too dangerous to allow to exist in the world, yeah. but also... Like, but also intellectually, oh, but I'm against the death yes, penalty and, and all you, other kind of stuff. And we get introduced to them. Like, we see that this is a grandfather yeah, of grandfather, somebody. grandfather, oh, this is my granddad and stuff. So we, there's no, there's nothing in the book. Like I say, this is a, is a side issue. There's nothing in the book mm. to say that these 12 people are the ones who set off the bombs. Nothing. No, there's nothing in this book to say that's actually true. Yeah. All we have is a computer program telling, telling somebody, yeah. and then when we see them, they're like, "Oh, these are obviously the cult leaders or whatever." Um, but the other guy, the the um, the Spanish guy in the previous, he was a cult leader. Now Carl's father is a cult, well, not really a cult leader, but like the continuation yeah. Yeah. of another cult. We don't know who is the person who ordered those ordered that stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, it could be those twelve people. Yeah. But here's the thing. There has to be a little bit more to it than one person saying, oh, kill these people for me. Yes, that's fine. And yeah. I was saying, like, everybody is up for like, oh, yeah, we should like th these people should be taken out. Why don't you just assassinate that leader? You know, all these different kind of things that people say. But nobody actually wants to be the person to do that. Yeah. And it has to be such this such high level where it's sort of like, oh, it was socially acceptable for Obama to order the killing of Osama bin Laden and then send in the team Zero Dark Thirty him and then drop his body into the ocean. Like there is there is a level which is suddenly sociable, socially acceptable yeah. to order that to happen, to carry it out, and you still be you're still you're politically still be like, oh yeah, good liberal president, yeah. whatever, whatever. Again, I'm super conflicted about all of these kind of things because like it is more com complicated yeah, like everybody that. Everybody should be. But it's yeah. the same with the, with the question of, okay, we have drones now. Yeah, drone strikes. But there will be a person stuff. to press the button. Yeah, and who is the person pressing the button? And is it too easy? Yeah. Is that person just pressing the button because they've been ordered to? Yeah. And they're all like, and oh, we have these tribunals. We have these things which say, oh, we can only do these things if it's classed as yes. And then they go, every single person that's ever, only every single time anybody's ever asked, can I do this? Yeah. You've always said yes. So I'm like, well, that's no oversight. There has to be some level where yes. you have to say no. So like I say, it's very, very complicated. I'm not saying that the death penalty should be for these people, but I'm saying the world has, the world, or a lot of the world does accept that there are some people who you go, this person is too dangerous to exist. Yeah. Should they be taken out? And you're yeah. like, and there were some there were some situations where you say yes that person is too dangerous to exist yeah. what do we do about it yeah. and when it comes down sort of like oh right the president decided the secretary decided it's gone through all these different levels of command yeah. and then the zero dark 30 guys go in and do that operation they can go in in a way i mean that would never be me I would never be able to do that myself. Yeah. Like I say, I grew up with a father who was in the military, who had post-traumatic stress for yeah. my entire childhood and stuff yes. like that. You know, I see what that does to people. Yeah. But the world generally, broadly, is understanding that that kind of thing can happen yeah. and is acceptable. Yeah. Of course, lots of people complain about it, rightly so. That always has to be both sides. There always has to be people saying, no, 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 that's too much. Oh, that's not, oh, that's too much. Like that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. It's, but, it's, it's all these questions so difficult.
control. Yeah, but I'm saying this book addresses that in a way which I find and it's, but interesting. It's in, yes, it is internet, but also it's in this kind of subtle way. It's yeah. very subtle and at the same time not subtle. Yeah, and that's the thing. From the outside, it's subtle, but from yeah. the inside, it yeah. isn't. And that's why I want to open this up. Like, yeah. if somebody, if we, if you know that 14 people, I think it's 14 people who she kills in this book, 14 people, you know that 14 people, these 14 people were responsible for wiping out the Earth's population, what would you want to be done to them? And that's a really difficult question to answer. Because yeah. on the face of it, I'm with Carl and Travis saying, yeah, we've got to do something about this. Yes. Like, I'm right there. Oh, we've got to do something about this. We've got to take them out. And then they're like, mm, yeah, but they need to be brought to justice. We need to have a trial. Oh, that's never going to rework. And it, like I was saying, it was kind of really refreshing to go yeah. to to not be with the people who uh, like, oh, we need to do something about this. We need to bring them in a court of law. Yeah. We need to we need to have a tribunal and throw them out the airlock. And I'm like, yeah, have a tribunal, throw them out the airlock. And then you go along with someone who's like, oh, no, I'm just going to shoot this person, stab this person, uh, poison these poison. people. Yeah. And, then, and then shoot And them. literally reach into some somebody's body and rip out their heart is what I'm going to do, you know, is what I'm going to do with this one person. And when you see somebody reaching into somebody, grabbing their heart and ripping their heart out, which I think is what she does, that reminds me of the, um, of one of the uh, culture books, culture novels, I can't remember what it was, but I remember talking about it on the podcast saying, yeah, the bad guy, the way that they show this bad guy is that they're going to, this person has to kill the king or something like that. And he kills them by like cutting him and then reaching into not his play of games. No, it's not play of games. It's one of his late one of the last three books. Okay. I can't remember which one it was. But it, it's shown how evil that person is yeah. by like killing them and as they're laying dying, reaching in and grabbing the house like that it's like the Norseman uh Netflix series as well. It's sort of like, oh he kills him by reaching in and like squeezing his heart. You're like, whoa, reaching in and squeezing someone's heart until they die. That is the sign of someone who is not this is not the good guy. This is not the this is not no, the protector. This not is a not, like, not a healthy person, yeah. someone who's gonna do that. Yeah. And so that the book starts off with that I'm like, oh this reminds me of the other scene which made my literally my heart skip beats reading that in that in the Ian M. Banks book about somebody reaching into someone's chest cavity and squeezing their heart until they die. Mm. And that's what she's doing. Oh no, no, she doesn't. She stabs them like her hand turns into a blade and she stabs them through the heart or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was something like Again, when you get to that kind of thing, you're like, oh right. Like I'm like, oh, I'm with Travis and, and Carl. We want a tribunal and throw them out the airlock. And suddenly yeah. you're like, oh no, but don't physically turn your hand into a sword and then stab them through the heart yeah. and then, you know, get, like get a bottle and then s slice their neck open with a bottle, you know, that kind of thing. You're just like, hmm, no, that's too much, you know. So even in the time when you're like, oh, these people are too, like, even if they were the people who commanded it, yeah. these people who are dangerous, they need to be taken out. We can't just put them on an island like Napoleon and then he comes back and starts another war. We need, we need something more final than that. Yeah. But even that, I'm like, mm, don't reach into someone's heart, into someone's chest and squeeze their heart until they die. That's too much. <laughs> that's too, yeah. So there's that, like, balance to strike there, yeah. you know. Anyway, that's why I really enjoy a book like this because it, it makes me think about that. Yes, like, it's, it's, it, it, it opens up these all these, um, yeah. I mean, they are philosophical thoughts, but like really in depth, really down to to the very heart of of these things, yeah. of these questions. And you can't really, you can't, you don't, there's nothing, nowhere really where to go. Yeah, but it's it's nice to again, it's refreshing to see it from the other the other side of the yeah. point of view. Yeah. Where you're just like, I'll kill these people. Okay, what's the best way to do that? Oh, uh, gas in a room. It's sort of like, mm, yeah. 
gassing people in a room? Mm. Yeah, kind of an effective way of killing people. Efficient, quick, you know, yeah. tidy, silent. Yeah. silent. Yeah. They, they, they can scream all they want, but then soon they're dead and it all calms down and then the gas dissolves and they can, and you're just like, oh man, there is so much like Holocaust imagery in here. Yeah. Like, oh man, like I'm reading what it's like to be like, oh, what's the most efficient way to kill a room full of people? And you're like, mm, yeah, Cyclone B or whatever, you know, some kind yeah. of nerve gas. You're like, yeah. this is, this is, well, I'm not, I'm not in the good space here. Yeah. And and I think for me, because I realized that really early on, yeah. it was kind of refreshing to read through. But it's it must be weird. Like if you're reading this book, I mean, maybe people can get back to me on this, maybe put some feedback or send me an email or something like that. Did you notice that this person was the bad person in the book only in the last chapter when the, uh, the when when the computer was saying, we got to face this. Who is now the most dangerous person on the ship to me and to everybody else? You, you're the most dangerous person on the ship. If that's the first time you realize that the yeah. most, like D is the most dangerous person on the ship, because I realized it, like, as I say, <laughs> we're like right at the very start where they're like, hey, we need you to kill someone for me. Okay. You know, yeah. like I was like, hmm, this person is, I don't want, I don't want this person to be loose around the ship. And I'm really glad that she, at the end of the book, she isn't loose around the ship. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So, no, but they didn't say um, who is now the most dangerous. So it, it, they said like, it confirms yes. my my quest of yeah. finding the most dangerous yes. person. Yeah. Like it, who's the most dangerous person she, to she now to me been, and to other people? She yeah. hasn't. She wasn't only after she killed all these people. Then the most dangerous. She was right from the beginning. Yes. Yeah. When she came on but board. But there was always a way out. They were just like, hey, just face your past trauma. Don't yeah. like we've done all this kind of stuff. Now go and talk to your father. Didn't do that. Tell me what happened to your mother. Never, we never find out what happened to yeah. the mother. She doesn't like even us as a reader this time. And she has a situation with with Carl where yeah. they like they embrace. And, all like, you need like, to do is hug me. I'm yeah. not going to hug you. Get out. You know all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. She had to be tricked into into hugging somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, she put on a mask and a mask. Yeah, two more masks. Yeah, yeah. just to, just to hug somebody. Yeah. Anyway, fascinating book. Really into it. Um, Four point five stars. Yeah, but it's like the whole series is like I mean it's it's yeah. It's, if this was the first book in the series, read, yeah, but it's heavy. Everything is very heavy. Like the the the, the topics. Yeah, but I don't think it's heavy because it's it's no, always no, no, there's the, always this layer of genre fiction on top yes, of it. It is, but the the depth, like the the core the core ideas and the core things, yeah. are very substantial. Yes. So um, it it's it's all about trauma, um, weird things going on yeah. in people's paranoia. heads and paranoia yeah. and like the really basic instinctual but it, it does things. it in a way which doesn't feel no. dumb and no. that's the one thing the the landscape that the that emma newman is playing in here yeah. is one that she's obviously familiar with from her own experiences and the science fiction is very familiar from all this other kind of stuff yeah. and the gaming and the detective fiction and all these other kind of yeah. stuff it's all very familiar but it doesn't feel dumb in so many other ways where no. I'm just sort of like, oh, and now this person is traumatized. Like th no, this really crass really way, flat. like it's the fridging very, where you go, yeah. this person's really traumatized because their girlfriend died. This person's really yeah. traumatized because she was raped in chapter two. And I'm like, yeah. don't just rape your main character in yeah. chapter two. That doesn't make me feel connected to anything. That's not an interesting thing. No, we just don't Hominids, Robert J. Sawyer, fuck you. <laughs> don't don't make me feel dumb. Don't make me think you're dumb. Don't make me think your main characters are dumb. Yeah. Do this in a way which is rewarding, even if I can see where the story is going. Yeah. Like that I know that I've known where the stories are going. 
like in these last two books, I'm like, I know what's going on. The twists aren't surprising me. The reveals aren't surprising me. But the book is fascinating because of that. Because it's not dumb. But, I mean, I know that you see, but there's still little elements that do surprise you as well. Yeah, well, yes. Uh, but again, surprise isn't the uh, surprise isn't the word. Like, no, but you are like you don't you didn't get you never got all the things. There were well, no, always things. the point things. is, I'm not trying to get all the yeah. things. Yeah. But I'm knowing where it's going, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like when I because I know where it's going, I'm more open to this other stuff. Because if I didn't know where it was going, I'd be like, oh, maybe it's good because of this or because of mm. this. But as I was going through, I was like, there's more motivation for killing these people than is being let on. Yeah. But because I knew what was like, because I knew that she was being mm. manipulated and all that mm. kind of stuff, I, I had to work out. And as soon as she went into the, was she were, as soon as she went into that room and she was like, there's this one room that I want you to go into. I was like, ah, oh, well, that's the, that's the room where either he is or she, uh, it, they are, it yeah. is, is, the computer is, yeah. C is, um, as the computer, and they need to make sure that she, she changes the passcodes or whatever, so the other yeah. people, you know, and it wasn't that, it was a bit more subtle than that, yeah. but because of that, I couldn't, you know, I'm saying, it, the, the, it's not that those twists and reveals and that I knew everything was going on, but I say, like, the direction of the book, yeah. I was aware of it in the same way that I'm aware of this game sense, where I'm like, yeah. oh, the, the render texture on that is enough that I know I don't need to go and look for it. Yeah. Oh, but it looks interesting, but it's not going to be important. It could be interesting, but it's not important. Yes. My reading of the science fiction side and the, and the conspiracy and all this other kind of stuff in yeah. the book allowed me to just be like, oh, I can just exist here and just know what's going on yeah. in the same way that I can in a computer game, that I don't have to... Re I don't have to go back into the dialogue tree to make sure I've got everything. I just know that I've got everything for that mission. Yeah. Like, it's, it's already put the pointer on the map. I can just go there and I don't need to worry about all the other conversational trees. I, I already know it. Yes. And you go in and I'm like, oh, it's a waste of time to go back to that. Yeah. Like, just knowing, like I'm saying, I, it's not that like, oh, there's something that I didn't know was going to happen. But like, just that general, like, oh, I just know the genre. Yeah. I know the, I know what can happen here. Yeah. And I'm existing in this possibility space and I don't need to think about like that. And if something happens that I don't expect, I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting. But yeah. it's not like a, oh, wow, it yes. was always dead in the end. Oh, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the, you know. <laughs> I'm seeing dead people. Yeah, whatever. Um, no, but yeah, I'm uh, with all these books, really good. And it's oh, just, an hour and a half you know, been yes, doing. but all these books make us talk and think. Yeah. And, and, that and is, want to talk to each and, other about yes, this stuff. And this is um, this is always the trope that I mean, of course, it can lead to uh, show this is a very very bad book if you want to talk a lot about it. Um, they're either this or really good. Like the 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 normal average yeah. book, it's like you, you you don't really you do the review and twenty minutes later yes, you're like, and it's oh, like that was right. yeah, it's good. That, that there's nothing more to say about this. Yeah. And either the book is really really good or you really want to talk really about bad. It. No, but. But I can, like, to, to have a reading experience that I can get enthusiastic about, yeah. which is pitched at a level where even if I'm like, oh, it's like, I already know where it's going, but still to enjoy it. Like, yeah. there's, it doesn't have to be surprising. It doesn't have to be like, wow, I bet you didn't see that coming. Yeah. And so often that's a sign of a non, like, of a lack of confidence or not... Like you don't need to try and push it. Yeah, if and you've got I, an, I have the feeling an that a desperate character in an interesting yeah. situation is what you is all you need. You don't have to push the story into random places. Yeah, but also I think she doesn't have the 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 goal to um, continuously uh, go zigzags 
to yeah. to 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 make you uh, confused and then oh then there's a big reveal this yeah. is not what she's going for no it's just, a, it's just a, a good straight a, line yeah and this is what it, it's going to lead so to somewhere yes you're not quite sure where it's leading yes. but you know which direction it's going to yeah. be there's not a big zigzag yeah I like that yeah. no there's not a switch there's some zigzags but yes. there's no switchback there's yes. no big 180s yeah. yes yes and, yeah. and 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 what what I what I wanted to to talk about what I forgot and now yeah. I remembered is somebody suggested to read this book first. No, I think they said. I think they said. Here's the book I'm recommending, but you should probably read book two right. first. Yeah. Because I think definitely this book. You need to ramp up to really, it. Yeah, it yeah. can't really be a standalone. Yeah. Because I only it, enjoyed it this book so much because yes, I knew what I was looking exactly. for. I was like, oh, I'm going to look for a broken person yeah. in an interesting situation yeah. and see the world through their eyes and see. And you definitely need all yeah. the emotional journey that yeah. I, we went through in book two, was it? Uh, book two and three. Like these are impressive yeah. emotional like things that you go through as a reader and the, the people. Yeah. You kind Sets of need, this up. Yes. Yeah. You kind of need that um, to get this all rolling. Yeah. All right then. Let's wrap it up there. Okay. Uh, an hour and a half. It's uh, yeah. An epic, an epic story. <laughs> but again, we're talking about the full series here. Yes. I mean, we've talked very specifically about this book. But also, that kind of encapsulates what I've enjoyed about this full series. Yeah. Is it was only halfway through the first book where I was like, oh, this is what's going on. And then since then, I've been like, all right, I know what's going on here. Yeah. Like, I, underst I understand what situ like I understand what genre we're playing in here. Yeah. Dystopian, police procedural, you know, mystery kind of thing. You know, whodunit kind of thing. Corporate kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, paranoid, uh, you know, conspiracy theory. Lots of conspiracies, yeah. yeah. And then in this book where I'm like, oh, right, we're on a spaceship traveling in space. Cool. But mostly importantly, what what does it? Oh, and I what I love about this book is that there was never a point because it's all set in VR. There was never a point where somebody was sort of like, "Am I in a simulation or am I in the real world?" That was like taken off the table. You always know if you're in a simulation. Yes. Like you can always tell. And I'm glad that it didn't become like a, "Oh, is this reality or am I in yeah. this situation?" I, I'm glad that that was kind of taken off the table yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. early yeah, on. Yeah, I thought that. I thought so too. It's always it's always very apparent that they're not in the real world, and when they are in the real world, it's like, oh, I'm in the real world, yeah. like tricking that, uh, and that happened a bit in the third book where she's sort of like end immersion. It's sort of like yeah, immersions are uh, like recorded, sim like full full recording of everything that you're feeling, so yes. you can be tricked into thinking yes. that you're in something in the past. But it fit in the narrative. But because the point... this is a simulation, it it wasn't yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right then, uh, let's wrap that up. And let's see what's the next, what the next, and when the next book's coming out. Yeah, I don't know, but that's uh, pretty much our year's reading. I, I see this now since, yeah. since this year. We've done The Light Brigade, uh, The Quantum Garden, Planetfall, After Atlas, The Odyssey, and then Before Mars and now uh, Atlas Alone. Um, so yeah, we, we, we need to move on to some uh, another series now. Yes, yes. Not just more that's books something. that I've read before and stuff. So uh, right, that's it. Uh, yeah, we did the, we did this. Follow us on Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, get back to us if you enjoyed this podcast and again we will be moving on my next book that I'm reading is another Agent Cormac book the Gridlinked series by Neil Asher just the next book in that series yeah. which I'm I, I have no next book yet yes I just finished you just it finished today that, yeah a few so, hours ago yeah but this, that's it thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time goodbye <laughs>